nothing else compared, but that's only cause I insist on eating shit and good ain't so good If this is as good as it gets And the building arises in Brooklyn, watch out, let's take your name Call hearts that I'm 
that was Kelly McRae. Kelly McRae grew up in Mississippi, but now calls Brooklyn her home. She's actually a phenomenal artist who has been featured on BBC Radio, wherein Bob Harris called her brilliant, and I completely agree. She's got uh, appearances on MTV, a song in a Sundance film, a UNICEF commercial, as well as a song on the TV show Army Wives. Her first album was Never Be, which came out in 2006, and just recently she put out a new album called High Rises in Brooklyn. Now, High Rises in Brooklyn is a phenomenal CD that incorporates a lot of different styles and it showcases how absolutely amazing and brilliant her writing is as well as she has written all the songs for it and as well just the incredible power of that voice. Now, we have this fantastic interview with Kelly. However, as will be obvious in a moment, we did have some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, there was a problem with the connection between us wherein we were doing our interview, and it resulted in some problems with the clarity of her voice initially as well as with the recording application that I have. So it crashed at one point, and we lost part of the beginning, which is very very disappointing because it was very interesting kelly's had an interesting life music was not always her first passion in fact initially it was acting she went off to study acting at college and it was while she was there and was forced to take a secondary course where she stumbled upon the guitar and at that point the love affair with music began and she knew what it was that she had to do she moved around a little from there producing her own uh, her own music and eventually landed in brooklyn and called brooklyn home so I'm going to play the interview for you from where it essentially started back again, and I hope you do enjoy it. And the, it sort of came out of that, that idea of, of things being where, where they don't belong. Um, and, and seeing that happen to my neighborhood here in Williamsburg, and, um, you know, it's, it's also about, you know, a terrible relationship <laughs> and all sorts of other things, but that's the idea. That's where it came from, that image. Well, there's all there's also a lot of city references in different songs. Right. Now, is that something that was conscious that you wanted for the album, or it just came about? It wasn't really a conscious choice, but I, when when I was writing those songs, um, you know, the city was such a part of what I was feeling, like the images. That, that I was seeing on a daily basis really was influencing, you know, what I was going through in my own life. And so I think that they just really sort of reflected um, what I was trying to say anyways. And, and it came about kind of organically, but in the end I realized it really was um, a sort of ode to Brooklyn and to New York. And you've been in Brooklyn now exactly how long? I've been in New York City for seven and a half years, and six of those years, or I guess six and a half of those years have been in Brooklyn. And are you, well, you're saying that you're leaving it now, but has it come to feel more like home than anywhere else you've been? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it kind of did from the very beginning. I always felt, I loved Mississippi, and I uh, loved my hometown, and, and, but there, I always felt kind of out of place. I don't know how to put it exactly, but other than to say I think a lot of people that end up in New York City are those people um, and so we come here and we sort of find each other and find this sort of oddball community of people and yeah I, I absolutely Brooklyn has felt like home more than more than anywhere I've ever been and now you're it must hurt like hell now to be thinking about this tour that you're going on that you're going to be gone for so long are you actually yeah. planning on getting back to Brooklyn once you're done the tour I would love to come back but it's really a matter of money I mean you know I moved to New York to learn how to play music to learn how to write a song and and I you know it was a totally wonderful place to do that but eventually just you know the rent that you have to pay to live here dominates your time because the day job dominates your time. So, you know, I, I think it's a sort of a matter of money and I wouldn't be surprised if we 
don't end up coming back here. But I would love to have Brooklyn as a home base, but we'll, we'll sort of have to kind of see. And as I mean, I, I am terribly sad to be leaving. And I'm also, you know, when you've been doing the day job for seven and a half years and just trying to squeeze in music as much as you can, I've mainly just been thrilled out of my mind to think about doing music every night like how how much i'm going to learn and all the crazy people i'm going to meet and seeing america and hopefully the world it's sort of trumps everything else at the, at the moment at least you know well the thing with having to have that day job which i can attest to as well i have the same thing where i have to work yeah. and i've spoken to many artists and, and writers and a variety of different people who when you know you're calling and it's a, a creative endeavor mm. more often than not sadly that has to be second fiddle you need to have a job in order to be surviving um so yeah now that you're letting that go though you it Again, I keep thinking, yes, it's going to be frightening, but if you're looking at it as an absolutely amazing opportunity, like yeah. an all or nothing kind of deal here, you got to make it happen. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting. And it, it sort of feels like I've been trying to like inch up to the edge of that cliff for a long time and I'm just jumping and it feels great. You know, I mean we'll see if we can actually make it happen <laughs> money wise, but I, I think that we will. And I think that, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to be awesome. And when are you leaving on this tour? Our first show date is February 27th. So we've got, you know, almost a month left in, in Brooklyn, um, before we head out. Okay. Let's talk about some of the songs on the album here, because Great. there's a lot of, there's a lot of different styles that I'm finding with mm -hmm. the different songs, and yet they're still well-rounded. A, it shows that you can basically tackle any genre and make it work, but also they still work together as a cohesive whole, which you don't see that often. More often than not, when you're listening to an album, um, you're going to notice that the styles are very similar with each song, sometimes a little too much, or if they're very different, that it's going to be jarringly different. And that's not the case right. with you. So again, kudos in terms of the songwriting, but as Thank well, you. the production crew that you worked with must yeah. have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I had a chance to work with Brian Deck, who, um, you know, he's worked with Iron and Wine and Josh Ritter and all these incredible people. So I was thrilled. Um, and it was such a, it's such an amazing process. I was kind of like a kid in Disney World for a month in Chicago where we recorded it. Um, yeah, it was really, really fun. So he had a huge hand in that. Yeah, you know, I was listening to, of course, the music all day today, as I was saying, too. Some of my favorite songs that I've been hearing are uh, More of Nothing, which has that just the fantastic bluesy feel to it. And mm -hmm. it really allows your voice to shine through because a lot of, of blues songs, there's there's parts of it where you need that power in your voice to belt out right. the notes. It, do you enjoy that more than other songs? Like when you, again, when you, you get the opportunity to really let it all out? Yeah, I I do. I mean, I think that, um, you know, it's sort of like having different parts of your personality. Like you can't always be on in a certain way or, or you know, quiet. There's all sorts of parts of your personality. And I think that that's the part that on stage in particular is really fun to just sort of let it out and, and um, yeah, just, just have fun with it. Just let it go. I mean, I, I love seeing singers who are just leaving it all there for you. And I really always try, whether it's a quiet song or, you know, a great belter, like more of nothing. It's, it's, I always try to really um, just let go and, and give the audience, you know, a great experience. That's always the plan. Well, you're also giving them something that's very honest because what I've liked about a, a lot of your songs as well too is the the honesty in the writing. You're not pulling punches and that's something that I really like. So when mm -hmm. I'm listening to a song like Sparrow, which in this case showcases the, the, the beauty and clarity of your voice, it's also a very intelligent and honest song. So when... Whenever I would love to see you perform something like that, because in addition to giving that performance that's all mm -hmm. of yourself, you're also giving them a song that is as well. Yeah, that's been a really special song. I think that there, you know, there's always somebody who comes up to me after a show and 
sort of has claimed that song as their own. And, and there's, there's no bigger compliment as a songwriter than when someone is moved by and, and has really used a song to, you know, to get them through a hard time or something. And that, that's been one again and again that, that people have sort of, um, you know, talk to me about and, and that I really enjoy performing for that reason. Cause I think that, you know, that's one of those songs that we all can sort of relate to that feeling. Um, but it's not always easy to articulate. So it's, it's always an honor to, to try to be able to give voice to that for people. Well, it's something as well that, um, I discussed this with another artist that I, I interviewed last week and it's the same thing with, with his music as with uh, some of your songs as well, where in the experiences therein are something that if you've gone through them or you've gone through something similar, the song suddenly leaps forward in terms mm. of importance for you because totally. it's not just something that is you're listening to. It's something that you can actually feel. That's huge. Mm. Not everybody can attest to something like that. So mm. again, it's, it's, it's a testament to your songwriting. Are you finding that you're, you're much more interested in songwriting than even say the the actual performing or the do the two kind of for you pretty much equal importance or yeah you know I used to say that that I I thought that the songwriting was more important but what I'm finding more and more is that they go hand in hand um particularly I I think about this year and performing you know hopefully 150 shows or something you know that that the song even can sort of tell you what it needs and what it wants the more that you sing it and particularly the more that you sing it in front of an audience because there's no denying whether a song is working or not when you're in front of people. Um, and so I think that the, the process of writing and the process of performing are oftentimes hand in hand. Right. And what are you working on now? Are you actually just planning for the tour or are you still working on any new songs as well right now? Yeah, I'm actually, my live show right now is mainly new material. Um, so, you know, when I, when I recorded High Rises, I went on tour and it was funny after I got off tour, I thought, man, I wish I could record these songs now, you know, because you're just such in a place where you're vocally and, um, you know, in every way you sort of know what those songs need. And I, I, you know, I, I'd hoped at that time that before I recorded my third album, that I'd really be able to tour with the songs. And so that's the plan. I just want to write as much as possible and perform and, and um, yeah, just sort of live it out and see what happens. There's well, no, there's no real agenda necessarily other than singing music all the time. The problem too, is that unfortunately it, it costs you to go into the studio and get these CDs made up for us and it, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate because I mean I, I've told so many artists this too like I'm so th thankful for you guys doing what it is that you do despite the fact that it's difficult despite the fact that you're not always making that much money off of it it's because of you guys actually following through on your dreams that we have these amazing songs in our lives. Mm -hmm. But again, it's got to be a hell of a challenge for you, especially now just going on the road and, and hopefully relying on the kindness of a lot of strangers. But exactly. To be able to pull the money then to work on the next project. Yeah, it's it's always sort of an act of faith to say like, okay, we're going to live on music or, okay, we're going to, we're going to save enough money to do that next album. Or, you know, you see it all the time. And, and more and more, the great thing is that you see that the fans are really um, helping in that process. They're really getting behind it. So you have like Kickstarter and that kind of thing where it's it sort of, there's this feeling now of like, we're all in this together. And I think that's beautiful because people can make albums on their own terms. And um, I think it, it's a really exciting thing, but yeah, you, I mean, you never know at the end of the day, it's, it's so different than having the day job where, you know, okay, I'm going to make X dollars the end of this week. But I've always been kind of one of those uh, masochistic people who kind of likes living on the edge. So uh, I, I'm I'm excited. Well, it, it, it's not just living on the edge for someone like you and for people who are creative. It's actually living because yeah. when you have to force yourself to walk into the day job and do totally. that, it it's killing off that creativity in yourself little by little. So yeah. 
again, I keep going back to it must feel just absolutely wonderful in a frightening kind of way. It does. It does. I mean, I think that we hit a point in the summer where, you know, we're sitting in our teeny apartment in Brooklyn that we're paying a ton for and we're exhausted and broke. And you do feel that sense of like, I'm not even playing music. You know, I'm killing myself to be here and I'm not even playing. Um, So that was sort of what drove the aha moment of like, you know, what if we lived in a van? Um, Why not? You know, at this point. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up at that because I've got a lot of your music to play here for people. And we are also going to be doing a CD giveaway because you are being so kind and sending a couple of CDs that we are going to be giving away to a couple of people who are listening to the podcast. So if anybody is going to be interested in those, you're going to want to email the vinyl experience at gmail.com and in the subject line, put Kelly McRae CD giveaway. And from there, I will send out the CDs to those who are the first to contact me and I assure you you will love the CDs so thank you very much for taking the time to come out thank I you. do appreciate it uh, it is a little disappointing that we weren't able to get a live song from you but it is understandable because of the technical difficulties absolutely um, yeah I was looking forward to that as well but I really enjoyed it thanks thanks so much not a problem thanks sometimes I feel like a sparrow sold for a penny or two Cause the road I travel was cleared by a fool And a thief and a charmer, they wrote the rules Sometimes I feel like a sparrow Sometimes I feel Like a whore who will sell it all for cheap If it's all that I've got Cause the girl's got to eat Well, it all that I see Sometimes I feel like a whore So tell me
take a moment to thank Kelly for taking the time out of her insanely hectic schedule to sit down and talk to us so openly about her music, her career till now, and her dreams going into this traveling tour. As Kelly mentioned, she's headed on a whirlwind tour across the country. I strongly suggest everyone check out her site at kellymcrae.com to get more information about tour dates, as well as about setting up home performances, which would be absolutely incredible. And don't forget about her CD giveaway as well. Just email thevinylexperience at gmail.com and put Kelly McRae CD giveaway in the subject line. Contacted by Yusu Kim of Hemingbirds as he was promoting their new album Death Wave. Hemingbirds is a Chicago based indie rock band that's been getting quite a bit of attention in their hometown. Yusu started at the band as a solo project but has since brought in some talent to round out the sound. What this has done is create a fantastic fusion of indie, rock, pop, and new age. Death Wave is a great album that will hold your attention from beginning to end. The songs are well written and blend nicely together, producing a solid album. Check out their site at hemmingbirds.com. Because, because they're like the others, because they're all the same. I dreamt we're undercover, we played it like a game.
I'm going to end the episode with a couple of Trisha Scully songs. She put together a five-song EP entitled The Envelope. It has a few songs we've heard before, such as Curse Me, one of my favorites, but also includes some new work. I'm going to play Holding Out On You and The Hall Monitors. Both songs have something to admire, be it strong songwriting, haunting melodies, or beautiful vocals. Make certain to check out Trisha's site at trishascully.com to see where she'll be performing next as she tours in various places. Updated shows are in Chicago right now, with one being with Yusu Kim, whom I played just earlier in the podcast. If you're an indie or unsigned musician and would like to have your work played on the show, please check out the submission guidelines at thevinylexperience.com. I love hearing new music, so don't be shy. If you have questions or comments, send them to thevinylexperience at gmail.com, or you can follow me at Twitter at twitter.com slash vinylexperience.
Next week's episode will feature one of my favorite female artists, Robin Delanto. It'll be an EP episode spotlighting her new album and will feature a most excellent interview and live performance. You will not want to miss it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Good evening.